the sun has gone down, which is still weird. But hi, how are you? Welcome to a very anticipatory Jack Ham 59th edition of the other side of the ball. We have a lot of things in store for you. Uh, we have later on in the show, we have the head of officiating of the SNFL, Mr. Will Franklin, to bust out a new rule. And then at the top of the hour, you've been waiting for it, you've been hearing about it, it's been promoted, but tonight we will reveal the fall brawl schedule, which starts December 3rd. Good evening and welcome at the Vegas Hype Media Studios in the entertainment capital of the world. Double A on the anniversary here with you, and uh, it's me and Chris yet again as the panel's on assignment. Th- th- this seems to be common for you and I. I. You know what? We're the only ones that show up on a regular, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, it's a, it's a job. Now, uh, Scotty is on assignment freezing himself, looking for some more Infinity Stones from the Biofrost, but hopefully Scotty is okay, and of course. I, I don't think it's the Infinity Stones that he's looking for. No, he's probably, you know, well. <laughs> it's I mean, not that him, that he was to, looking for. To him, Blue Chew is an Affinity Stone. But True. True. we do have a special guest with us. Um, normally, you see him roaming the defensive sidelines for the force during the national season. And thus, he was there on the infamous late night that where Mr. Ojeda gave me the infamous nickname <laughs> that I go by by a lot of people. But nonetheless, Uncle Charlie, Mr. Jeremiah Branch from the Las Vegas Forces in the house. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Are the lights too bright for you? Yeah, it's pretty bright. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I see more guys wear sunglasses in this studio. You know, yeah, that, that's the, that's funny. So I haven't uh, walked out with a tan yet. Oh, wait a minute. Well, it's tough being a black skin that can't tan with a shiny head. Um, I just turn red, so it doesn't work for me. I did start as a white guy, so. <laughs> But uh, actually, um, he actually thought came LEDs a- didn't tan, but you know, sorry. <laughs> he actually came by and brought us some gifts. He gave us a uh, lanyard and a pin. Thank you. There you go. So, yeah. um, bringing gifts, man. I like bringing gifts. gifts. Yes, gifts are gifts are always good. So, uh, tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, Mr. Branch. What what uh, got you involved in playing the A Seven FL? Well, I'm um, from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, East Side. Um, I saw a Facebook post for A Seven FL on on Facebook. <laughs> And uh, decided to come out. Looked at it first, like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, Got caught there, up in it? Yeah. So I went out and said, yeah, I'm just going to just play only offensive lines and go get hurt or nothing. You know what? Coach said, you're going to play both sides of the day. So <laughs> from there, it's was, it was history. Got an MVP that game. Three sacks, two forced fumbles. Oh, yeah, that's a, that, that, that's a yeah. way to make your debut for sure. <laughs> yeah. So... Tell the people, what's your background in football? Background, um, I never played professionally. Never played in high school, college. Uh, in uh, East Baltimore, we played throw-up tackle and local pickup games, but never put on pads and played for a team. I played flag here for uh, the grid. But... Amazing the way that works, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Get caught up in something. Never played organized football, never. and yet you get three sacks and a force fumble in your debut. That's, that's pretty doggone good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, football going my uh, my family. Father played. Uh, my sister Ashley Branch plays in Baltimore for women's league. She actually went to the Olympics and won a gold medal. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the and thus flag football becomes a sport in 2028 in Los Angeles. Go figure. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All these years, the years that I wanted to do that, and now I'm too damn old. Anyway, 
I'm just saying, NBC Universal. If you want, if you need some broadcasters to call that, me and Chris are available in 2020. I'm I'm just saying. Just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just speaking it out there. I'm just you know. Hey, you just know saying. what? If you don't ask, you can't get turned down. Hey, yeah, put it out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm going to assume you're a Ravens fan. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you got well. First of all, thank you for being the Seahawks. That puts my team back in first place. <laughs> there you go. Uh, wow. So I told this Sunday. You know what? Well, I mean. Jacksonville will not be easy, and, and they're playing some very good football. Uh, anyhow, um, my other question is, are you playing in the fall, or are you just taking the fall off and coming back for the national season? I'm actually playing in the fall as well, yes. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, so yeah. who are you playing for? Playing for the Alliance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, he, along with others, are anticipating the schedule being reviewed for the fall season. Now, last week was the deadline for you to sign up to play, but... If you still want to play, Division Manager Chris Vera, can you? And if you can, what's the steps on trying to still play for the fall? Steps are pretty simple. All you have to do is sign up. All you have to do is go through, what is it? Uh, you always say it. I'm always a7flwest.com. And you kind of threw it at me, and I wasn't ready for that. But anyway, um, yeah, you can go register uh, as a free agent. Or if there is a team that you are talking to, and you want to come in and, and be part of that team, you can do that. And we are doing that all season. It doesn't mean just because you're not on a team now doesn't mean that you can't be on a team later. So that's all right. Um, James is already clowning on you about the Olympics, just by the way. Please. <laughs> I let the haters hate. Davik said that's a weak-ass cup. I don't care. <laughs> he got a weak-ass team that had to have help by the refs to win, so that's okay with me. We could go back and forth all night, man. Call me on Saturday when we're talking about NFL teams. Until then, <laughs> I'm just going to put you on uh, on on mute. Well, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I know you're putting it out there. Like I said, call me on Saturday, man. We could talk about it. But uh, anyway, but yes, you can still. So, so just to be clear, you can still sign up, but week one, you will not play. Is that is that is that set in stone? Say again. Sorry. So if you sign for those that are signing a play that still want to play, yes, um, they're not eligible to play week one. Is that no, correct? No, they're eligible to play oh, week okay. one. Okay. The only time that you're not eligible to play in any given week is if you have not signed up and you're not on a team by Friday. Got it. Okay. So if you come in, so basically what we're saying is Monday through Friday, you're perfect. Okay. Sign up, come out. If you've got a team, you can play on that team. Okay. If you sign up Saturday or Sunday, you're not playing. Okay. So you do have to sit out a week. Got yes. It. All right. So what lured you, Mr. Branch, to come out and want to play uh, for the fall season? Well, it's just uh, trying to get as many reps as possible. So, yeah, I don't know if y'all knew. Um, I think it was like the third of the week we played OTT. I actually got injured with a high ankle sprain. So I was out majority of the season last season. But <clears throat> Yeah, but you were yeah. at the uh, championship game. Oh, yeah. And we had some fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, Which, people... by the way, shout out to Miss Ebony if she's watching. Hi. Oh, yes. How are you? Yes. Your wife is and fantastic. Yes. She had me laughing all night yes, long. Yes, she did. Right? Yeah, that um, is one funny lady. Yes, she is, man. And anytime, anytime you guys are, are doing anything you want to come hang out, let me know. We got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was actually, it was, it was nice uh, looking at the championship as a fan. I've always been a fan. So to go out there and experience that as a fan. It, so, was, it was nice. So watching it as a fan, what was your take on the championship game, just watching it from a fan's perspective? It was, it was an amazing game. Jaw-breaking, yeah. Amazing. 
<laughs> How was it up in those stands, though, man? Oh, I mean, yeah. They were going loud, crazy. Going crazy, yeah. 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 It was one of those things where you don't realize because it doesn't, it didn't play well. When I watch the games, you can't hear the crowd as well as you think you can. Like, it, you could hear them, mm-hmm. but it sounds just like a, a regular, you know, low level um, crowd. Yeah. But when you were there, Dude, yeah, I was ta- I was standing next to this man. Couldn't even hear him talking. Yeah, it was, it was like what? I kept looking at him, going, "What? What?" <laughs> no, the the, the the crowd level was insane. To which again, if you want to relive the championship game, Caffeine TV or A7FL.TV, you can go relive the Insomniacs and the Nightcrawlers that took place back on January the twenty 20- January July the twenty third. <laughs> they both begin with J. They do begin with J. July twenty third back at Bullhead City. Um, I mean, just from my experience, just being in the field house for the first time, I mean, for an indoor facility, for a football indoor facility, it, it, it's top notch. And um, I mean, you really couldn't pick a better site to host a game and you really couldn't ask for a better game that involved the Insomniacs and the Nightclaws, of course, the Insomniacs looking to repeat next season as we are reaching our 10th anniversary of the American Sevens Football League, which is amazing, amazing to say in its own right. You know, but when we get all these players going and we get all these teams going, it's it's fun to watch. I mean, um, I put it out there on X, and it's funny because I actually I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I know Des Bryant. I don't. I'm I follow him on X, and he was talking about football and having to watch. He wanted to watch something other than the NFL, so I actually uh, gave it to him. I didn't put it on his uh, his page. I literally found it online and sent him the link and he actually texts back and said he's going to watch the game wow. so i'm waiting yeah, for him awesome. to reply because uh that's that's something else man when he was saying that and i'm like oh you got to watch this then so we'll see we'll I mean, see yeah, what kind of reply if, if, I get if, back. You're, if you're getting former players in the nfl that are saying they want to watch something other than the nfl that 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 carries that carries a little bit of weight yeah i mean mm-hmm. con- i mean considering that drc Late in the season, decided he wanted to come and play, which I said a long time ago, that could knock down doors and having ex-NFL players might want to come in to help enhance the league, obviously. I mean, it would obviously help and enhance our brand. It obviously would help and enhance our league, which could lead to other things down the road. So why not? Anytime you can enhance a talent pool and bring names and uh, notoriety to this league, all it's going to do is help everybody out. And that's what I'm looking for. Um, I'm trying to make sure that everybody, you know, gets a shot. Everybody's paying attention. Um, I do want to do one shout out though, man. Um, top of the hour, Kenny Mac. Top of the hour. We will reveal the <laughs> schedule for the fall. Got 14 more minutes, bro. We, yeah, we're, we're getting there. That doesn't surprise me. We're, everybody's we're to, everybody's we're trying, wanting to know. We're trying to build up. Anyways, um, we do have a website, theothersideoftheball.com, to where if you want to be a guest on this show, go to the website and there is a little questionnaire that you can fill out. Or, of course, you can talk to our producer, Nick Blaze, who's on assignment, but shout out to Nick Blaze and his son filling in. Peanut. I like how you point behind you. Hey, well, I mean, he's he, back there he's somewhere. He's over there somewhere. He's over there somewhere. But I did want to do a shout out Go to uh, Vince Young. Um, talked to him last night. He is in good spirits after everything that went down. Man, I'm really, really glad to hear his voice. Um, hopefully, it'll be catching up to him sometime within the near future because I want to see how he's doing. So. <laughs> Well, no, you got to stop reading these things, man. You, you he's get on carried fire. away. He is no. Well, Kenny's on fire. <laughs> man, man is on fire today. Uh, he's just gonna keep going too. Oh, you, you know he is. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. He's probably ready to block somebody right now with no cleats on. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. 
Oh, oh we got quiet because both of us are reading. We got to yeah, stop yeah. doing that. You read once, I'll read the other time. So. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like I said, it's a very uh, big show for us here. Like I said, we will reveal the fall schedule, seedings, time slots, Final Four, and also a new rule, but that will wait for another moment in time. But um, is. what is the, what's the, I guess the question would be, what's the one thing you're anticipating um, for this upcoming fall season? I think that in you know when we played last season, we had um, you know the upper echelon teams were far and away better, and you know when we talked about it, you know in my eyes there was um, some teams that we had a top five for sure, and after that fifth, there were the teams that were the bottom side were struggling a little bit, but they were you know trying to be competitive, and I think that in this fall season. I, I'm looking at really, you know, when we have seven teams, I'm actually looking at with the way the tournament style is going to work. Um, and that, that's, that's not a, a question mark for anybody. Everybody knows what we're doing with that. They just don't know the whole thing. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I want to see how this whole season shakes out with that style of football. And... I want to see where everybody winds up because top four makes playoffs. Correct. So it's going to be interesting to see that battle and how that all plays out because I think we've got some teams that are coming in hot, ready to roll, and we've got Insomniacs and we've got the uh, we got sick with it that basically they're returning. Yeah. You know, with very limited numbers that they have replaced. So I think it's going to be an interesting season, man. I really do. And I think that it's going to come down to um, really what happens throughout the season this year rather than, you know, seeing just a few teams um, be in that top tier. I definitely think it's going to be a prelude for the upcoming 10th season because now the eyes is on the Vegas division, mainly the Insomniacs because they have what everybody wants, which is the crown. And obviously the Insomniacs, you know, they're saying they don't care. They, you know, welcome any and all comers. They welcome any and all challenges because their goal is to do it again and repeat and try to run the tables again as they did this past season by running the table and setting a new, you know, league record for most wins in a season. So it's intriguing to see how it's going to happen. Um, intriguing to see that some of these other players that left other teams to form another team so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens on when it starts on december the 3rd and of course you can catch all the games on a7fl.tv and locally if you're watching in las vegas on fox 5.2 which again we are counting down to the schedule for the fall which is coming at the top of the hour and of course the head of officiating will franklin will join us to implement a new rule <laughs> Sorry, I had to for do the that. upcoming fall season, which could be a prelude into what it could be incorporated into the national season. So he'll explain all that when he joins us live from his location. So I thought you were going to say his little cave. <laughs> he might be in his little. He might be in the back cave. You never, you never know. know. You never I know. I mean, you know, caves are you know are a part of life. Yeah, well, you know, Will's got some good ideas, man. I mean, we we talked about it at the um obviously we had our um coaches symposium How was on that, by the Saturday. Way? It was good. It was one of those that um I really wanted to keep our uh focus on what we were talking about and not going into debates and we we had a little side debates from time to time. 
but that's all right. You know, that's what we're, we're trying to pull together and make sure that the coaches and everybody feels comfortable. Now we will be, um, doing our, our player symposium, um, not this Sunday, but the following the 19th, I believe it is. We push back a week to get ready for it. So when we are um, getting closer, we'll be sending out information to everybody and make sure that you're on that. Um, you have to be on this. You have to uh, watch the symposium or or been active in the symposium to be eligible for the season. So you talked about earlier that you're looking forward to getting more reps as you're going to play this fall. Mm-hmm. What else are you looking forward to seeing in the difference between fall and spring? Yeah, I'm just looking to win. <laughs> That's all we're doing is winning. Now, are you playing both ways? Or are you just gonna focus on one side of the ball? Uh, it depends on the team, really. Okay. Yeah, more so probably uh, focus on the offensive line and depend on the uh, the team and be on defense as well. So now, what would you say is your natural position? Natural is defense. Defense. Yeah, defense, defense so, you, so you'd like definitely getting to the quarterback. Yep. Well, you know, yeah. defensive fi- end. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know the five minute rule: all quarterbacks must go down and must go down hard. Yeah. Is that what you like to do? You like them sacks? Yeah. Setting the edge on a run? That's the best way, yeah. Yeah? Stopping the run. <laughs> Closing up the edge. So yeah. you've been in the league for, this is your, what, your second season? Third. Going on your third. Yeah. I'm saying from the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. So with the, with the teams that you've played, one of the questions that I'd like to know, who is one of the better offensive linemen you've gone up against? Um, I had to say BIC. I didn't get an opportunity to play against the Insomniac, so. See why um, Matt Kenny keeps saying, who's this guy? Yeah, actually, my 10-year anniversary of that game. So I was in back in Baltimore getting remarried. So, but yeah, BIC, that was, a, that was the most challenging offensive line I, went, I, I faced. Well, yeah, because, uh, yeah, true, because I, now that you say that, you you didn't play all last season. Yeah, so, right. yeah, you, you can't sit there and talk about anybody yeah, from, yeah, yeah, you haven't played them yet. Right. So is that something that you're looking forward to? I'm though? looking forward to it, yeah, playing every team seeing everybody's weaknesses and what we need to improve on and, and then just preparing for, just for the spring. So how many of your uh, teammates are playing with you? It's actually surprisingly a lot more than I thought. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we first had a, um, a vote saying if we are going to go into the, the fall, it's more so no's, we're going to do private workouts. But then I decided to go on and get more reps in and get more work in, and I got the approval from my wife <laughs> to play in the fall. And... Approval from my son, Jace. Yo, everybody knows Jace is always around. And he said, man, let's go out there and play. So I was like, yeah, they got the approval from them, and I'm, that's why I'm playing the fall. I like the fact that you say you had to get approval from yeah. the wife. Yeah, Miss Happy <laughs> wife, happy yeah, life. Yeah, Miss Everybody said, uh, yes, yeah. you, you can go out there and play. Yeah, um, yeah you go out there. <laughs> anyhow, um, so word on the street is you can make some mean ribs. Oh, yes. Yeah, throughout the the, uh, the season, I was doing side bets. Like, hey, if we win – uh. If we win, you pay for the ribs, or if we lose, the ribs is on me. So I made bets with uh with Packer, I made bets with um uh Munchie, I made bets with uh Tone, and those are all the teams that we lost to. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take so. you up on that bet now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> bets is definitely on. Yeah. Chris Come wants fall some ribs. Yes, the ribs is on. Now, now, is on. now, what ribs is your specialty? I like I, I'm it's all of them really. All but, of them. Okay. Yeah, it's more so the sweet sticky ones. Got it. Pause. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I make some some good ribs. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm. I just want to play for pay for a plate and not even bet. Just yeah. you know, here, let, just right. make me a slab. Yeah. Um. You know what? I think I had I had uh pulled pork uh, sandwiches come to uh 
what was the team that played against Kryptonite game? Hmm. Yeah, I think I gave out every, the whole team had uh, pulled pork pull sandwiches. <laughs> so. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris McWilliams. Yeah, no. That's not what I want, bro. That's not what I want. I tried to slide the pause in it for you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's not what I want, bro. Not at all. <clears throat> Could say something else, but, you know, it is a family show, so I'm going to try to keep it, uh, keep it at least PG. But yeah, uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the schedule, though. Yeah, I think everybody is, everyone, man. Everybody's yeah, talking yeah. about the schedule, first, yeah, the first which <laughs> is in less, which is in five minutes. <laughs> oh, that might be one of the best sound bites. That's not a sound bite that ever happened on this show. Oh, yeah, that ain't gonna play. Wow, wow. Well, that's all right. I'll get I'll get back at Chris. That's all right. Yeah. But speaking of Jace, my son's birthday is uh, Friday. Is it? 10th, so. Happy yeah, birthday. So he's, watching huh? on, he's watching on YouTube. Yes, man. happy birthday, young yeah. fella. Listen How to old is he going to be? Eight. Wow. Yeah. Word of advice. Listen to your mom and dad. You'll live a long life. I'm just trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. And if they anything like my parents, make sure that you pay attention, because if not, that ass is going to get soft. <laughs> As my pops always said, hard head, soft yeah. ass. Oh, that's the same thing my granny said, where she said, you make your bed, you got to lie in it. Yep. <laughs> So I mean, hey, is he playing football? Yeah, he's playing. He's actually playing for uh, Scott Scott uh, Hamilton. Team. Scott Hamilton. Team. Oh, really? Come January, Scooter's take flight, team. Take all right. Yeah. To which uh, Corey nice. Hammond just uh, yeah. shouted out your son, saying happy birthday. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you, Mister. Ha- thank you, Mister. Hammond. Thank you, Mister. Hamilton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody said it's PG because the Vikings not on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So true. There's yeah, no lies uh, there. Scotty is uh, freezing himself <clears throat> in the Bifrost, but hopefully Scotty will uh, be. Warm enough to join us back next week. Hopefully, it'll be warm enough. Well, yeah, he'll, he'll be defrosting. That that too. Although well, next week is supposed to be cold here, so we'll yeah, see. Well, yeah, that we will see. For, see, for my sure, first sure. time, my first time in in uh, some uh, sweats, and man, I'm sorry I did that. I should have just stayed with the shorts. <laughs> anyway, well, he did want to prove that. I do have pants. I do own them. Hey, you're the one that brought it up, man. If you didn't well, bring it up, I, I wouldn't I have done it. I was just asking a question. I wasn't expecting you to just bust them out like that. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, you know, all I could say is that <clears throat> Quan is sitting here eating again, and I'm just glad it's not pizza. It's very lovely, so. good-looking carne asada fries. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I, all right, drop I'm leaving. Mic, drop the mic on I'm that I'm leaving. One. With pineapple. With pineapple. Done with you. Okay, so we're going to start a couple minutes early. Uh, so, um, Quan, if you could please cue up the uh, that first the one. Steals. So, you've been waiting for it. So, get your popcorn ready. Here we go. Here comes the schedule for the upcoming fall season of ASMFL Nevada, which starts on December the 3rd. Crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah, Mouth, he did say <clears throat> pineapples. Yes, he, we, Dude, he's always talking yeah. about, bro, so yes, he's always talking see, about pineapples. As you can see the format, it is a seven-team style tournament, which is a five-week regular season. Of course, there will be no Christmas and no New Year's Eve, so you get to celebrate <laughs> the families. What are you, Scrooge? <laughs> Well, I'm just, I, I'm just saying. It's the way you. In, be, in between, I know what you're saying. In between but, that regular season is your the, boy, is your boy's birthday, yeah, so you know what. But it's just funny because you said there will be no Christmas and no New Year, so I'm like, I okay, Scrooge. Games. I meant games. No games on Christmas. No games on New Year's Eve. So you guys can celebrate with your families. So the final four will take place on January the 28th, and the championship will take place 
on the 4th, one week before Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. So, on to the next one. The all-anticipated week one matchup. Drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. Too bad we ain't got no music in the background. Right? Well, you know, Kwon can put that up. Well, he's enjoying Well, you know what, though? It is, it is one of those things that we got to be careful because we are on Facebook. Well, music he can get us in trouble. So, week one seeding. What we got is um, your first week will be your seeding round. And obviously, that is going to be based win-loss first. Then we will go to um, the next piece will be point differential. Because obviously, head-to-head doesn't mean anything right now. So So the top two seeds will gain a bye in week two and week three. And then weeks two through five will be based on weekly standings determined by win-losses and margin of victory. So... You know, in football, they say, don't run up the score. Well, in this case, run up the score. Run up the score. <laughs> as much as you can. Be like the Insomniacs and go for 96 or 86 and be like the Sigwood and go for 92. Either or. So. And don't forget, point differential. Yes. It's not total points scored. Understand that. All right. Now, three-point play? Question mark? We'll let Will Franklin describe that in about 20 minutes or so. So, it is still being played under the traditional A7FL rules. Now, the schedule. What you've been waiting for for week one. So, sick with it, we'll start it off against the Hunters. Then at 4 p.m., it'll be over the top against the Alienators. And in prime time, why not? It's been hyped, it's been talked about. So why not give the people what they want as the Insomniacs and the Outlaws under the lights at nighttime? Actually, the 4 o'clock game will be at nighttime. (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) But I'm talking about real prime at night, in in the prime of night. The Insomniacs and the Outlaws, as you can see, all games on Fox 5.2 and A7FL.TV and the Alliance start week one with the bye. You know what's crazy? There's not one person on this show, not one person that's listening right now that would understand the fact that when we did the bye week, uh, Matt and I literally just drew it blindly. Hmm. It wasn't one of those things of we went, okay, let's match everybody up. Say the best for last. Yeah, and who do we have? Who do we have out of that, right? We didn't do that. He was like, all right, let's just throw it into a hat and see what comes out. And Alliance was the ones that came out. You guys came out for the bye week, first week. So, so understand, with no point differential, no win loss, you guys are going to be right in the middle. Here so, again, stick with it against the Hunters. OTT over the top against the Alienators. And the Nightcap, the Insomniacs against the Outlaws. All right. <laughs> everybody, with the, everybody with the comment, Scotty says... Sorry, very underwhelming. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. It is now, what it is, Here brother. we go. Week two. The Alliance make their fall debut against the six seed, and that's exclusively on A7FL.TV. Then the 4 p.m. game will pit the four seed against the five seed and the two versus the three. Those games on A7FL.TV and Fox 5.2. And the one seed will have the week off. We'll move to the following uh, next week. And here we are back full. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> All right. Week three. The sixth seed against the seventh seed. 
the fourth seed against the five seed yet again in the four o'clock slot and number one versus number three in the nightcap which the number two seed will be on a buy as we now head to week four and keep in mind <clears throat> no repeat buys so if you are the number two seed and let's say you were the number one seed and you got the buy in the second week you will not get another buy it okay. will go to the to the next seed so the top seeds are the ones that get the buys the bottom two seeds because we have seven teams will not be getting a buy all right week four <clears throat> first game six seed versus the seventh seed again that's exclusively only on asnfl.tv 4 p.m game fourth versus the fifth seed and you can see that exclusively only on asnfl.tv and the nightcap number one seed versus the number two seed on fox 5.2 and of course a7fl.tv the three seed or the highest seed without a buy will be on the bye week which comes to the grand finale of the regular season in week five number six versus number seven in the first game number three versus number five and number one versus number two the fourth seed or the highest seed without a buy will have the buy. And keep in mind, so you could start off as a number seven, number six seed uh, one week and then flip that and be in the top two, top three very easily, depending on what happens. Because, of course, it is win-loss record goes first. Then we're looking at point differential, but it'll also go head-to-head as the tiebreakers so it's a very interesting concept for this it gives people a chance for them to move around and you know try to get into that top five of course for the buys but also top four for the playoffs which the playoffs will be on if i'm not mistaken january 28th yes the so. final four will take place <clears throat> on the 20th of january but before that there it is final four 1 p.m and 4 p.m three versus four one versus two which is kind of interesting as they're going in that route because normally it would be one versus four and two versus three but they decided why not have the t top two seeds be the nightcap of course you can catch both those games on fox 5.2 na7fl.tv with myself and the viking in the booth and also chris will be joining us from time to time in the booth and downstairs on the field yeah, it might sound, it sounds like it might be a regular in the booth we'll see what happens yeah i'm, I'm very interested in it. I'm going to have some fun with it this season. And of course, the championship of the Fall Brawl, as you look at the nice Fall Brawl logo. Almost kind of like the old WWF attitude uh, wording, if you, for those that like wrestling. Takes place at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Fox 5.2 and ACNFL.TV. Now, has a site been determined, or just going to do it all at Bonanza? Everything at Bonanza this yeah. season. All right, so. Come out to Bonanza High. If you want to watch some good brand of football, come on out and watch. Buy tickets. Buy some La J tacos. Or have carne asada fries like Juan is having right now with pineapples, as he says. And it looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah, Maybe even a little like bit too much. Thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> so, again, uh, we are awaiting the head of officiating, Will Franklin. That's coming up about 10 minutes or so. So, week one. <clears throat> yes, sir. Thoughts on the matchups? Realistically, I think that um, we're going to see where everybody pans out right away. Um, you know, I think that the matchups, um, the way they, they kind of put themselves together, 
I think that it's going to be a very interesting week one. And I think that what we'll start to see is the class of the division right away. And I think week two will we'll kind of pull that all together. The only team that I am uh, interested in um, that we really don't know what could be is, well, there's a couple. So really interested with the Outlaws because I don't know the full squad. I know a few of the players. Um, the Alliance don't know the whole squad, just know the few players. Mm-hmm. Realistically in this, I think the uh, the teams that we do know we don't know what they're going to bring. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say, oh, we know exactly what they are. We don't. Insomniacs and Sick With It, we know a lot of their players, their core players. So we kind of understand where they're going to be and what they're trying to do. But the other teams that are coming into this, there's no, you know, nothing behind it right now for us to understand exactly what they are going to be. Um, and I think what we're going to see is that first game, depending on practice, we're going to see them either start to gel or we're going to see exactly where they are for the season moving forward. So it's going to be a very interesting piece to uh, watch and see how it all comes together. What do you think, Jeremiah? Yeah, I agree. Do you think that um, with, have you guys been practicing on a regular? Yes, every Saturday, 10 to 2. <laughs> wow. Mm, okay. Practice. Lot, that's lot that's put so. in some work for sure. Yeah. Definitely so, get to sit back and, and, and watch everyone else play, you know, so. I definitely agree, saving the best for last. So. Well, I mean, look, my thing is, we don't know, like, um, we know that you're saying that there's obviously more force players on that squad, and we don't know exactly what you guys are going to bring to the table. So, when I'm looking at the games, obviously week two is interesting for you guys because you have the first week by. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, you know, all the other teams and, and what we're going to see in the games is going to be very interesting. So, kind of explain this Final Four bracket style for uh, those that are intrigued by this. Oh, you mean James saying who made this format? Helen Keller? Well, he also, <laughs> he also asked why we don't have a real schedule. Why we don't have a real schedule? Well, you know what? The I will tell you this, that um, to explain it more in depth is basically the fact that what was, and I've got to say, it's, it wasn't my brainchild. Um, I understand tournament play, but it was one of those things of we wanted everybody to have an opportunity to move up and down um, when we're talking about seeding, depending on how they're playing. Um, and their win-loss record. So that way people aren't, you know, just looking at the win-loss record. Um, I think that the overall, when we were talking about doing this, uh, my question was, it's easier to do it when you have even amount of teams. It's a little bit more difficult to do it with an odd amount of teams. And we've got to also keep in mind the times that we have Bonanza. We What we didn't want to do is waste money and have it for over hours depending on how many teams we had. When we first started this thing, there was talk of, of a totality of teams, and that has kind of um, obviously been pared down to where we are now with seven. So when we're looking at this, the whole rationale for that started with us looking at much more, uh, you know, larger amount of teams and a shortened uh, time schedule for those teams to play. So we had to kind of look at this and say, okay, how can we do this a little bit differently? And I think that overall, you know, as I'm explaining it, I will tell you, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, Derek's 
views on this will probably be different than mine. Um, I'm just looking at it from my standpoint and how this thing shook out. And right now, you know, it is, um, it is what it is. Uh, this is the way, route we're going because, you know, not all the teams that are in the fall brawl are going to be in spring. So we have to understand that too. This is a way for teams to, and players to get better. You said you're using it as an opportunity to get better yourself, yep. more playing time. And I think that that is something that a lot of players are looking at this as, and we have to understand it's an opportunity to bring in more talent, right? So this is what we chose to do. As I've said time and time again, it's not perfect. Nothing ever is. And I will tell anybody who's watching, anybody who's, you know, saying stuff in the comments, you know, we can please some of the people some of the time. We all know that. If we were to do just a regular season schedule, there'd be people that's upset with that. If we were to say, okay, we're only going to play X amount of teams, there'd be people upset with that. So it is what it is. You know, we, we have what we have and we're moving forward with it. And I think it's going to be a, a good season. So we'll see how everything breaks down. Well, I'm interesting to see football being played in the in the elements with in the cold and with the wind and you know the occasional frostbite, if you will. So well, I'm looking forward to that. Next week we'll definitely have some rain, but obviously that is weeks before we're supposed to start. Yeah, and I'm actually hoping that that December third start time with us being a little bit later in the afternoon won't be so bad. Um, I'm also hoping that we won't see as much wind as we saw last year. Last year was horrible. Um, last fall brawl was wind was the windiest time I can remember. So let's hope that it doesn't have that roll over to what we're trying to do this season. I'm actually looking forward to the weather. <laughs> well, well, you you you, you, you being you being from the Harbor City, I can understand why. I'm looking forward to the weather. Well, I mean, can you blame them? It's it's one of those things of, you know, you can, you came from back east where you know summertime, ninety degrees is hot, yeah. you know, way yeah. hot. It's it's the doggone humidity that yeah. kills you. Yeah. And then you come out here and it's like ninety. Shoot, try one hundred and twenty. Right. You know, how's that feel for you? And then go outside and play in it. Right. I was actually in Atlanta for six years before I came here. So it was, was Atlanta. Atlanta was worse than yeah, it is maybe up in Baltimore. Worse there, yeah. I mean, anytime you go down south, whew. The deep south. Yeah, I've got family down in Florida that are always, hey, why don't you come down here? And I'm like, yeah, eventually when I retire, I'll probably be down there but because it's closer to the islands. But right now, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, as we have noted that the head of officiating, Will Franklin, is joining is going to join us to uh, talk about a no new, new rule that's going to be implemented into the fall. And Quan, is he ready? Not yet? Okay, so, <laughs> as we wait on that... Don't forget, he's uh, scheduled at 6.15. Well, we're one minute away. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the question is, is Will one minute away? That would be the question. Yeah, it's a good question. But it's still fun to talk about. All right, so, <clears throat> um, here's a question. Um, is there a mercy rule? Yes. Okay. So... Um, for those that don't know what the mercy rule is, please explain the mercy rule. Well, I will actually defer that to Will when he comes on as one of the questions because I know that he was. Um, so 
there's been a lot of rules and I'm not going to, I'm not going to burst this bubble. All I'm going to say is this, there's been a lot of rules where you can um, read them and interpret them differently. So what we wanted and what they wanted was to take all that interpretation out and make sure that they were clear cut and everybody understood exactly what was coming down. So I'm going to have Will kind of talk about that just for the fact that I want to make sure everybody understands the way the uh, mercy rule is going to be written. And I don't want to take that away from him, nor do I want to misspeak with the way he has written it. So we can ask him when he's on. Um, but yes, there, there is the mercy rules will stick while we are doing things that are not included with national for the fall brawl, we are following the rules of national. So that's not going to change. The only thing that is changing obviously is the way we're playing. I mean, with the schedule, you really think it's going to be a lot more mercy rules this season, fall season? Actually, no, I think there'll be less. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because of the way we're doing it, because the um, seeds are going to be playing each other a little bit, you know, higher seeds will be playing each other a little bit more. And there'll be basically what, when <clears throat> I was told about this, the first thing that popped in my mind was, okay, you're going to have your your top teams. Then you're going to have your, because originally, keep in mind, we we're talking about roughly about 16 teams. So I figured we we're going to have our top, middle, and lower brackets, right? And they're going to play each other. So you're not going to get so many blowouts. You're going to have more competitive games. So now when I'm looking at this, now I just look at it as a top tier and the lower tier. So when you guys are playing each other, I think that the um, obvious uh, the brackets will break out a little bit more evenly, and I think we'll have a little bit more competition in these games. And I think that you know we'll we'll probably see the ability for some of these teams to go out and play and get some uh, some time under their belts before they play some of the better teams. What are your thoughts on the reasons why majority of the teams? I know we had like what you say, like roughly fifteen, sixteen teams before. No, we were hoping. 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 Yeah, we never said that there was okay. going to be. We're hoping for What are your that. thoughts on thinking well, the reason why we only now have seven? Well, I think that there's a couple of re different reasons. You know, when you start to put teams together, um, the thing about it is, you know, players want to be, uh, you have guys that want to play together. You have guys that don't mind whatever team they play on. Um, I know for me, I had pitched the fact, and I have no problem saying it on here, I pitched the fact of doing a fantasy draft yeah. kind of league. Yes, you did. So that way, everybody kind of, you know, we got the coaches. We have the set teams. So we would have said, okay, we have eight teams. Whoever wants to be in it, pay your dues, whatever you have to do, you're in the fantasy draft. And then we do a snake draft. And it's a blind, you know, thing of, as far as who goes first, second, third, fourth, whatever, all the way down to eight. So that way, a, so it would have just been a random drug of names. It would no, it would have been a raw, random draw for the uh, teams and right. the coach, and then once that was established, then you would start that draft, and the all the guys that were um, paid and ready to play, those are the ones that you started picking. So whoever was the coach of the first team, whoever it was, let's call it James for the Insomniacs, he would have the first pick and so on and so forth on down, and then eight would pick last, and then they'd pick first in the, in the second round. And then you would draft a team. And I'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch, but what I'm saying is then you have competitive teams, but guys would have to get used to playing with each well, other. Well, that could be an idea for the next fall season. Just yeah, put it out there. Oh, okay. Derek was saying there was verbal commitments from 16 teams. I, I did not realize that. Okay. Now, that would have been something to have 16 teams for a fall league. 
It would have made for a very long day. Yes, it would. Because that's eight games, and it was... Or you, um, or you split it into two days. Well, it, it, but that's the question, can we, right? Because we've got to keep in mind, we need a place to play. True. So if we can get the place for the Sunday, and we have it for uh, so long, what we would probably have to do is kind of take a, take a second and... Um, you know, kind of read these things as to how can we pull this together where it's going to make sense. So that was one of the question marks that um, kind of came came about where it was like, well, how do we do this where it's going to make sense, depending on teams? And really it came down to how many teams do we have that are jumping in. So we were hoping, I was hoping for eight. If we had eight teams, it makes things much easier. And I think we should have had eight teams, but it was just, you know, kind of on the wall. So I'm okay with that. Copy that. You know, and, and when you have, when you have <clears throat> verbal commitments from people, it's one thing. But when you have them sign up, it's something completely different. And then you can build your schedule and things. And keep in mind, just like everybody else, we have, you know, while we're sitting here talking about it, we also have deadlines, mm-hmm. right? And what we try to do is put these deadlines into place where it's going to help us out. And the deadlines aren't because we're being, you know, mean or, or a-holes. It's because we've got deadlines as well, and we have to let people know what's going on. Makes sense. Well, I mean... Makes sense. It's a business. Yes, it is. You know, at, we at have the, to realize the, that at first. At the end of the day, it's a business, and you're trying to make a profit out of that business well and not only that but you when you have commitments that you're making to others you have to make sure that those commitments are met and if they have deadlines guess what we have to do we have to acquiesce to their deadlines because it could be tv it can be um the field it can be a bunch of things and if we're telling them hey we only need the field from this time to this time and then it's all of a sudden wow we got 16 teams how do we now tell them we need the fields from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m.? Right. You know, so we have to be cognizant of that, and we have to understand the way things are broken down. And all that will take place on December the 3rd at Bonanza High. So <laughs> come on out, watch on Fox 5.2 or A7FL.TV, and enjoy some good brand of football. That is the American Sevens Football League. Definitely. And I think that, um, you know, this this season is going to be um, a little bit more, uh, the easiest way for me to put it is competitive. And I think that this season is going to show us what we can expect for, uh, for the spring in all actuality. A prelude to the spring. Okay, so... Is our guest okay? So our guest is ready. He's been on the show many times before. He is the head of officiating in the American Civil Football League and a friend of the program, Mr. Franklin. How are you, buddy? What's up, fellas, man? Appreciate on? y'all having me on, guys. All right, brother. The floor is yours. So go ahead and explain these uh, rules that you got implementing for the uh, fall brawl. Go ahead, sir. Floor is yours. Uh, so one, I want to thank Vegas for you know, always being available for like, you know, when we need to experiment with these rules, man. So we're trying to, you know, always just elevate the game. Uh, I mean, that's really the goal. Um, is the, is the uh, graphic prompt, are we going off the graphic? No, we can put, go ahead and go out and pull up the graphic. <clears throat> so the three-point play, I mean, it, it's, 
I posted it everywhere, and still, for some reason, people think that we're kicking. We are not kicking. We are running regular. <laughs> I, I, I posted it. It's there for everyone to read. And there's all these kicking debates, like on the Jersey page, like you know, people are talking about going to Home Depot and grabbing kickers and stuff. Like we're not in that situation. Home like, Depot. We'll where, where, where are they moving? I see they did that. I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I saw what he did too, but I, I, I'm not going to fall in that. <laughs> <laughs> putting out fires before they even start, man. So uh, three-point play, man, real basic. You have to – you're on offense. You've got to be on the plus side of the field. Um, I guess before we get into that real quick, um, the think tank on this, on putting this together was, was, was crazy, man. I mean, it was like six, seven, eight people that I included in this. I think, Chris, you were one. Yes. Derek was, you know, between players, coaches, division owners, division managers, uh, you know, Everyone had different takes on it, and I wanted to get as much perspective as possible. So with everything that I got and trying to just make sure that, one, it's, you know, it's a solid, efficient type of play that fits our game. Um, you know, I just I want to thank everybody that helped me with the input and putting in this. Now, with that said, um, I do – I have two, you know, two expectations for this rule right now. One, I expect that uh, we are going to move forward with, with some version of this three-point play in our rule book. I do. I think it has a staying power, um, but I do expect it to change. Right. Vegas is experimenting with this for us. I don't think now we've had rules in the past that we've tried out in Vegas and we've scrapped those ideas. Right. They were some of them were terrible. This one, I really I really like this one. I think it has a place in our game. Um, so, yeah, with that, let's just go ahead and get into the rule here real quick. But I, I do expect the you know, the feedback throughout the season, uh, if we have to change it, it, it it's going to be a living, breathing rule right now as Vegas uses it uh, from a week to week basis, little changes may get made based on suggestions of what everyone sees. So um, we're going to start here. At least we, we think we have a good starting point. So you're on offense, you're on the plus side of the field. Um, in order to elect to go for three, it can be done on any down, right? Uh, any situation where you're over the, over the 40 yard, over the, um, you're on the plus side of the field between the 40 and the 26, you can elect on any down to go for three. If you elect to go down, if you elect to go for three between the 40 and the 26, the ball is going to be placed on the 10-yard line for you to try and untime down from the 10-yard line. That's going to be how we go for three. Um, consequently, if you miss that, that try for three, um, the defense is going to take possession of the ball on the 40. All right. So I guess let's stop there. Let's just unpack that, I guess, for a minute. So does that mean that if I am on the, let's say we're on the 27 and I want to go for that three-point play, you take me to the 10-yard line, obviously I'm reading this and it says you must have one, um, one at least one timeout. So I've got to call a timeout to make that play happen, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm taking the ball. I was on the 27-yard line. I'm moving up to the 10 for this try. I missed the try. So once I miss the try, then the uh, defense gets the ball on the 40-yard line, even though my try was – even though I, I ended up on the 27? Yep. Okay. Well, I just yep. want to make sure everybody understands that. I know you and I spoke about it, but I wanted to make sure they understood. So the defensive team that makes the stop does not get the three points. Is that correct? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Okay. So if there's a – on that this three-point play, if there's a pick, is it a dead ball? I'm not gonna lie to you. We have not discussed that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, I'm not mad at that. Hey, 
Because I mean, take back on the phone as soon as we get off the podcast, or 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 just you know, traditionally. So traditionally, the way our rules are written, any any of our extra points, it's it's going to mimic a regulation play. It, it really wasn't not thought of. Um, it's going to regu- It's going to uh, mimic a regulation play. Extra points in in regulation play can't be returned for touchdowns. So we're going to stay with that. Okay. I'm curious. I was curious about that. And then it's interesting that we're going to do it as a dead ball or a uh, untimed down, considering that kicks in every other league, once the kick is taking place, the clock is running. So I'm kind of curious on the thoughts on that, because I would think that a three point play in this situation should be with a running clock. So we, we thought about that, right? Um, one, this isn't every style, every other style of football, right? Right. right. But um, what was the thought behind that? So all of our other special team plays in our game are dead ball, are dead ball uh, plays, right? All of our special teams, it, it's all it's all dead ball plays. Correct. So this had to follow suit. So here's what I was thinking: like you know. There was two. There was two ways I was thinking through this, right? One, I didn't want this rule to be gained, so we always, you know, always try to get through all the ways people might try to hustle through the rule. Um, so a team is at the end of a at the end of a game or at the end of a quarter, it, you know, end of the half or end of the game, and they're rushing and they get the ball down to the thirty-nine, right? And and let's say it's under ten seconds left and they don't have any timeouts. One. They have to wait for a referee to spot the ball at 39. So now that we know it's eligible for to go for three, and then once you ask to go for three, we have to pick the ball up and run it down to the 10 yard line. You're probably not going to get that playoff. Correct. So the the um, timeout. But you, but, you, but you did all the work to get there. Yes. So now, in order, so on the flip side of that, right? On the flip side of that, if if you don't have any timeouts and you get down to the 37-yard line, and now you want to go for three, and you say, hey, field goal, field goal, field goal. Or All three of our other, one, we still got to run the ball down to the 10. Mm-hmm. But two, if you have no timeouts, you almost get a de facto timeout just by claiming you want a field goal. Well, okay, so my because question... All of our, because all of, our other, all of our other special teams play in our league is a dead ball, no-clock running style of play. So this has to stay in line with, with those principles. Okay, and that much I understand, and I'll acquiesce to that and say, okay, I get that. But my question is, if we don't have a timeout because um, as a team I'm moving the ball down the field, I get to the plus side, I'm only down by two. Um, My question is, why can't I clock it? So that way I have the time stopped now to go for that three-point conversion. Right now, we'll we'll see. I'm not, I'm open to that. That that wasn't that was suggested four or five times by by different people. Um, that so, I mean, may be it, one of the things that this thing evolves into. That's not a not viable option. That can be used. Um, it, it's already in my notes exactly what you just said. So we're just going to see how it goes for the ter- first two weeks. This thing is a living, breathing rule. So we can change it and make a big announcement for the change. I can put it on the Vegas page. I can make sure that Kelly knows when she's talking to you in the coaches um, meetings on, on whatever days those are, uh, I would, you know, we'll change it if we need to. Yeah. And it's just, it's just for the fact that, you know, when we're, when you're playing in the game, you're in the heat of the game. And I think any player that is listening or, or any coach that's listening would agree, you know, 
we don't have, we don't all, we can't always save the timeouts. So if we get down to that position where a three point play would win us a game and we don't have any timeouts because we've used them because it's under the two minutes, then the capability to clock, you know, to stop the clock by, by um, spiking the ball should be an option for them to then say, okay, that is our, our stop in play to say we want to go for the three-point play. That's, that's, that's the balance between the chess and checkers that, we, that we've got going on here. You know, everything you said, point, that point has been made. Um, you make it a lot more eloquently, but it's been made. So it's, it's not that it hasn't been thought of. So we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna play it by ear for these first uh, – you know, I can't wait to see it a couple of times. I, you know, I'm really waiting on those scenarios where we're even – where we see people, you know, even use it or try it. Well, and I think that, you know, while we're talking about it, and since it's, it is some, a situation that is um, evolving, I think that when we, when we talk about this, I, I get what you're saying. All of the special teams is a dead ball, or excuse me, a, um, untimed, down. untimed down, basically. But I think that it should also be one of those situations. If you are going for a kick in the NFL in college, it's blocked and returned. It is what is it seven? No, it's three points. If it, if it's okay, so if a college team is attempting a field goal and they block it and they return it, it's two points. Two points. Okay, so I think that you know that should be uh, something we also look at. That if the defense is capable of returning a pick in that situation, I think that that should be an option as well. Since we are talking get, about it for them to get the three points, exactly for them because it, we are talking about a a uh, extra point try or excuse me a field goal try field goal type try. I mean that would uh, I'm not gonna you know that would be that would be that would be unprecedented in our league. That would be new. That would be something completely new uh, because we've never allowed extra points. Or, or special team plays like that to be returned. So it would just, it would be new. So that would be something we, we moved up the chain, but it would just, it would have to benefit our game. Um, well, I think something know, like that. Would. And you're saying, and you're saying to be able to return it for the same point value that it was, was going to go for. Well, I mean, so you're going to get three, three points and, and now you're going to get possession of the ball. Well, you no, know, I mean, that's, that's a steep penalty. Yeah. But keep in mind that if, if you were to, if you have a team that was kicking, you know, we're not putting kicking in this game. I get that. But if you have a team that was kicking, um, you had a situation where uh, it was returned. The um, team that returns it for the, the points, and I will not sit here and pretend like I know I'm not thinking about it the way I should, but if they return it for the um, the three points, I thought that they also kicked off for the team. But I could be wrong. I'd have to look that up. All I'm saying is it's an option, and I think that it's something that maybe we should look into to see how that would also impact the game. Because if you have a team that's going for those three point, those three point play, and it could be a game winner. My question is, what if the other team is only up by one, and it is at the end of the game, and you have a pick going back the other way for that three point conversion? Now it's a four point game, especially in this fall season hate to say it but it could be the difference between first Advancing. and second place yeah you know so, so or better yet between uh fourth and fifth place when you're looking at a point differential and you're looking at the uh the tiebreakers well here's my question um i'm gonna presume that you've had a meeting a discussion with your uh, officials out here in nevada 
What was their feedback when you were uh, explaining this to them? So Preston thinks it. Preston thinks it's an awesome idea, and and right now I, I only really you know go through Preston when I need to get a message out to that to that whole staff. Um, when Preston and I talked about it, he you know he he liked the idea of it. He sees that it has a place in our game. Uh, he doesn't like uh, he he's, he doesn't like anything that stops the clock. I know that much. Right? <laughs> if, if he preached anything, he, he doesn't like anything that's going to stop that clock. And, and I understand why. Right? Our games are long, man. Uh, the TV timeouts are, are crazy. The, the commercials are crazy. Um, and you guys are doing it in the fall too, man. That's just that's just crazy. Um, we don't have stuff. I love it. I love it to death. But yeah, I, I ran it by Preston. He he likes it. You know, he had a few suggestions for it as well. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the whole returning the ball back to change because that would cause. Because why wouldn't that cause our extra point to change to that rule, right? And, and I don't think that the league is looking for wholesale changes for one to put this in and it start affecting other aspects, you know, main, mainstay rules that have that have been in place for as long as we've all known this game. Um, so I just, you know, but you know, after we see it, you know, I'm. We're going to see it. My, my, my fear is that we're not going to see it enough to be able to make the, you know, some of the real changes that we want to make to it. Um, you know, I anticipate this really only happening in the more competitive games. You know, I don't expect to see this type of stuff in the, in the blowout wins. Um, so, but the other suggestions you're making, I mean, we can, we can experiment with all that. This is fall brawl. Let's experiment with it all. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that uh, if we're going to keep the, um, the whole situation with uh, special teams, like you said, without a clock and also you can't return uh, picks, then cool. I understand that fully. But I think that the whole situation with having to have a timeout, I think that should be kind of put by the wayside. And I think that we should be able to clock it just like um, any other game. So that way you can move it up to like it's um, a two minute drill. Yeah. Just like a two minute drill. And if you're calling those timeouts to save yourself, and you get within that plus yardage situation, and you're only down by two, I think that, you know, I, hey, I've used my timeouts. Allow me to clock it so that way I can at least have an opportunity to win the game. Listen, again, I'm, I'm open to it all. I, I do want to see – I, I want to have – you know, I want to see it four or five times under the circumstances, you know, under the circumstances that it's written under. Yeah. You know, hopefully we can get that done in a week or two. Uh, fall brawls. How many? How many weeks of the season? December. Five. It's five, five weeks. weeks, and the first five game's weeks. December third. So you got some time. So by week three, I, I expect that we we make some tweaks to it. Uh, hopefully, we have a sample size large enough to you know to make the changes from that, so we can make you know intelligent changes. So I think that it, works. If it deems out to be successful, um, however this goes. What are the chances that it possibly could be implemented for the national season upcoming in March of next year? Oh, if this shit bombs. We're taking that shit out. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. If this shit there you bombs, go. we're done. Okay. It's done. I tell you what, though, if it bombs, you might have to go get a kicker. <laughs> you <might> have... <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, now man, you're right Ryan back DePaul, to Lowe's. Ryan DePaul has been championing. For, for kickers here for you know the last few months really we've been sending him off at the past he, he really uh, wants I, I don't think we're gonna move to kickers he really but we're gonna to move to the next experimental rule he really the next wants experimental kickers. rule that we've got going on is an a7fl version of an onside kick oh okay hmm. wait okay yeah. i didn't hear about this what's this 
Oh yeah, we'll get into that later, man. That's in the lab right now. Oh <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peaked our curiosity, Will. Information right now, man. That's not for public consumption yet. Oh okay. Oh, all right, you're still talking about it. Okay. No, I got it all worked out actually. Okay. It's too much to. It's just too much to put in one fall brawl season, but it's already written up. It's worked out. Uh, there's three different versions of it. Uh, we've got ready to go. So when I get my think tank together back on that subject, you know, Dub. I wouldn't mind you being in. You're invested in our game. You know, you don't have to be a player um, or a coach. You're, you're just important to the league as, as anybody. So, um, and, and you're into the sports and you understand it. And you, you know what I'm saying? I think you understand the spirit of our game enough that, you know, anybody that would want to be in the think tank and, and put some of this stuff together, those conversations usually are what, Chris, like 30, 45 minutes of just back and forth. What, do you, what about this? What about that? What do you think about this? Make it, you know, so um, – it's, We're always it, open. I don't ever make these decisions by myself. I, no. you know, I try to get as many opinions. They give me a task. I get as many. I get the you know opinions I respect together, and we're gonna put this thing together. So, um, you well, know, I if do, you guys innovate something, you know, you know, let's 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 develop it. You know what I mean? I do I have a question, question for you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeremiah. So you said you'll go from where you at and go to the ten yard line, and then take it from there. Yeah, and then if you're so that's if you're in the plus yardage. So it's mm -hmm. from the forty to the twenty six. Mm -hmm. And well, what we didn't explain was if you are on the, the twenty five in, yeah, it actually moves to the it moves to the five yard line. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he was kicking a field goal, you would just kick it from where you were at. Right? Yeah, and if you missed, it would be wherever the ball turn was ball was turn. actually um, placed yes. for the kick. So if they miss it, it goes back to where they were originally at. No. So if you're on the plus side, if you're forty to the twenty six. Mm -hmm. And let's say, like I said, I'm on the 27, mm -hmm. all right? And I, I clock it, I take my time out, whatever, and I try the three-point conversion. It's no good. My penalty is the fact that they get the ball on the 40. Their own 40-yard uh, line. Yeah. I got you. Not the plus 40 on the other side. Mm -hmm. You're 40. Okay. So if you are – oh, Will, and that's, that's what I'll ask you. If you are in um, the plus yardage but you're from the 25 in and you go from the five-yard line in – what does that mean if you miss it? Where does it go back to? The twenty-five. The twenty-five. Okay. I it just want to make sure that it that's... goes back to the to the highest qualifying yardage, so it's going to be the twenty-five. Gotcha. So seventy-five yards as opposed to sixty yards. So I have a quick question for you, Will. I know you and I spoke about this. We talked about it just a little bit. I know that you are basically taking out everything where people can have their opinion on what a rule says. My question for you, because I got asked about it earlier. What, how are you writing the rule up right now for the um, dub? And you asked about it. So, for the mercy rule, how is the mercy rule going to be written moving forward? Um, so, you guys, you guys definitely innovated some things with the mercy rule because you guys had that, you know, an extreme imbalance of, of blowout games that, you know, aren't really experienced anywhere else in an A7 market. Um, and some of the changes you guys made sense. So I know that uh, we meet on Tuesdays for the rule book. Uh, normally we meet on Tuesdays um, for the rule book. Um, I do like some of the ideas. So I've, I've, I think that we're going to adapt some of the ideas. You know, obviously we're going to make it more clear that, you know, being up seven scores is 42 points, not 49 points. Um, I like the fact that you guys run the clock in the third quarter for those for those type of games, you know, but the only place really that those rules are, are even of benefit is really in Vegas. Right. I, I can go to Vegas 
and every game is only three quarters, right? So you're sitting around for 40, you know, however many minutes in between Not all games. of them. Not all of them. Uh, listen, the majority of ones I, I was at besides playoffs, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It was – we don't really have that issue anywhere else besides Vegas, so it made sense for you guys to adapt your own rules out there. You know, we, we all kind of came up with and, and said, okay, this is what we're going to go with so it could be explained on TV what was happening. You know, the, the referees understood what was going on. So it, it's really um, – there are some things that, that we have in mind that we would like to adapt from, from the way Vegas did their, their mercy rule. It's, it's not, but it's not complete right now. Not complete. So when do you anticipate the uh, new rule book coming out? I mean, I mean somebody else start asking some questions, man. This is, you know, <laughs> questions right well, you, you, hey, but, but would you expect, What's going on would, here, you, man? would you expect anything less though, Will? From, from Chris, would you expect anything less? <laughs> hey, so Come on, man. You know yeah. I love you, but still, I got to ask the questions. I know, Geraldo. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, a- ambitiously. You know what? I take that as a compliment. Well, yeah. That uh, means you have a full head of hair. Yeah, well. But a- ambitiously, we wanted to have it done by by Thanksgiving. I, I honestly, you know, I think that that was, that was a tad bit ambitious. Um, there's, just, there's just so many little things that have to just make sense and, and have to be changed, man. Like I, I promise you when you guys see this rule book, right. And, and I promise you it is going to be written in the King James version of rule book. <laughs> okay. You guys are going to that you ever big, asked for this. The big and giant what you're going to do is you're going to go back and you're going to start referring to the rules that are actually the way they're written on the website. So the way that we're going to do it with the rule book, is we're going to, on the, on our, on the main A7FL webpage, we're going to keep all the same rules there because those are all rules that are unique to our game. But we're just have a, we'll have a PDF link underneath if somebody wants to download the whole thing and, and you want to go through that. You want to try to hold a referee's feet to the fire with, with, with one of those Bible verses, you, you go ahead, right? But you better know what you're talking about now when you come to a referee with, and you want to start talking about rules. You, well, I mean, you really should know what article, you're talking about. Article 5, Section 8, Section 4.25 says... Well, no, he's he's right, because, you know, like we've talked about, and, Will, you can... Uh, I'm, I'm going to back you up on this. Basically, the fact that most of the rules, you know, are open to interpretation. And we're taking... You know, Will's doing a very good job at taking the interpretation out. We want them very defined. Yes. We want it so Direct. that way... Exactly. If we say you're out of bounds, you're out of bounds, and if we say, hey, you know, hitting here is no good, you're going to get a 15 yard. We don't want that um, as a league, and or and or a division. We don't want that open to interpretation. Well, hey, wait a minute, I thought I can do this. So no I'm, Calvin Johnson rule. Yeah, no Calvin Johnson rule. Well, I, I won't say that the rules ball. were up for interpretation. I just don't think enough people got educated on what the interpretation actually is. I, I don't think it's up for debate or inter- So my, my, the, my referees in Vegas are educated on how the rules work. We didn't have a symposium back then where, you know, how many people we got on this thing? Like, you know, 150 people where 150 people could have, could have called in and got educated on the rules all at once when we did our little rules committee thing last year, which we'll do again this year. Um, but you know, the referees understood the rules and I think that they, um, you know, they executed the rules of what they were, the way they were supposed to be. And I think players and coaches were guessing. And cause I don't think anybody actually really goes back to the webpage and, and actually looks at the rules. Well, I think, I mean? Cause it, it only takes about 10 minutes to read through. Well, hold on. on. I, I, I honestly think they did, 
but I think that the situation was that some of the rules were, you know, can be interpreted in, interpreted different ways. And I think by what you're doing, it's going to take that away. So that way nobody could say, hey, you know what? It's by situation. It's by ball placement. It's by this or by that. And I think that that is actually going to be a plus moving into the season, you know, the national season come the spring, because when we do that, it makes it that much better for the players and for the coaches. And so these symposiums for us, for me anyway, you know, I I know that when we did the uh, coaches symposium, it's because I want to make sure that the coaches understand situations, understand the rules, understand everything in the way we want things done, because at the end of the day, it's still a business. But the bottom line is when it comes to the players, we want the coaches to be able to push stuff down to the players where there is no um, interpretation. We know exactly how it's supposed to go. So I commend you for that because I think that that's the way it needs to be. Well, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's uh, you know, myself and Eric Valentine, we're the ones that are doing this thing and it's, it's not easy. Um, but we knew it was going to be, you know, a bit of an undertaking when we did it. Um, but you know, this is, this is the life we've lived in a seven for the last few years. Everything's evolving. Uh, you guys are raising the bar out there in Vegas, which is, you know, causing some of these, you know, these changes to happen. Um, and over, I mean, it's just, it's stuff. You guys are forced stuff that probably should have already happened. You know, we're, we're just pushing it to the forefront. So I, you know, that is, let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. That is Will Franklin, the head of officiating of the ACE NFL. Well, as always, we appreciate the time, but appreciate you, bro. All right, Thanks, guys, brother. Thank you. Me again. Give Thank me a call you. if you need me. Absolutely, sir. All right, bro. Bring Thanks. back the bucket hats. Bring back the bucket hats, Will. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. <laughs> Big need out bucket hats. <laughs> Not All while right, you're guys. playing. <laughs> Thanks, right. Will. Have a good one, man. So, again, three-point play being implemented into the following Quan, just post it back up one more time the uh three-point play rule just for our viewers to try to grasp an understanding of this if you don't mind sir and if you have any questions because we've gone through this at nauseum give me a call talk to me if coaches if you don't understand it let me know we will go over this with you so that way you understand it and keep in mind it is evolving so what we see right now on the screen could change by game two game three of this year but if we are excuse me of the fall brawl but if they do change we will let you guys know ahead of time so that way you know exactly what to expect right now it says must have a minimum of one timeout. obviously me talking about clocking the uh the ball so that way you're stopping the clock um is something that needs to be discussed and hopefully we'll have that before we start play december 3rd so if the ball's between the 40 and the 26 yard line you'll be place at the 10-yard line, and go for the conversion. If it fails, the defensive team will get the ball at their own 40-yard line. If they're in between the goal line and the 25, the ball will be placed at the 5-yard line. If failed, the defense will take over at the 25. It is an untimed down, and it is, as Chris just said, you must have one timeout at least. But if you want to save your timeouts, spike the ball. But as we come to the final portion of our show... We're going to let our special guest, Mr. Branch, lead off with his final thoughts. The floor is yours, sir. Final thoughts? Huh? <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Nobody told me about this. He left that part out, man. Everybody, everybody, everybody just stay healthy. Build your chemistry in the fall. 
Stay healthy. Get ready for the spring. Very simple, Mr. Vera. Saving the best for last. I'll see y'all week two. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little extra time, man. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, need some ribs. <laughs> Put your orders in on the ribs. Hey, you know what, man? You and I are going to talk after this. Because uh, I think you and the wife need to be over at the house. Which so. again, shout out to Miss Ebony for uh, letting Mr. Branch uh, leave the house and come on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it you. greatly. Love you to death because, man, <laughs> man, after that. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. You and I can talk about yeah. that later because that was some fun. Bullhead was some fun. Bullhead was, was a lot of fun. Bullhead was fun. But um, my, my final thoughts are simple, man. I think that um, while people could say stuff is disappointing stuff is this stuff is that look man there is no way for us to keep everybody happy 100 percent of the time there's always going to be people that are disappointed in something no matter what we do even if i hand you a million dollars somebody else will be disappointed that i didn't hand it to them first Mm -hmm. even though they're going to get their cut so let's be real all right this fall season is going to be a lot of fun this fall season is going to be different from what we have expected in the past And I think that when we have the teams that we have that are going to be coming out to play, I think that it's going to be a snot load of fun. I wanted to say something else. I'm trying to keep it PC. I should say shit because, um, you know, Scotty ain't here. And so I got to, I got to drop a little bit from time to time, but, uh, for my boy, um, much love to him, miss him to death. And Scotty can't wait for you to get back, get your ass back here. But anyway, um, he misses you next to him, Scotty. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Sitting next to him, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's that, you know, Sitting can, next can, to thank him. you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, Chris says something else <laughs> this <laughs> on is another true. level. This is true. That's on a whole nother level. This is so very true. We, and by the way, Malf, I got to talk to you because I got I to get some stuff from you. But anyway, um, bottom line for this whole thing is, you know, I'm excited about the fall brawl. I'm excited about being up in the booth with yes. my boys. Yes. I'm excited about um, all the stuff that can happen. Um, the biggest part that I'm excited about, too, is my girl Kelly's going to be here, and I miss her to death, so it's good seeing her the Imperial, and her mom. The Imperial March yes. will be in full effect. Yes. So third. the whole thing for this is is pretty simple. The team's coming back together. Yes. And that's what I'm most looking forward to. The and band. Seeing. So Get the band back together. Yes, and we're we're tuning up as we speak. So hopefully everybody's ready to go. Twenty five days until the fall, um, and I'm appreciative for the opportunity to be behind the mic and to show off my skills and enhance my craft. But as I close, I'm going to go off subject real quick and talk about something that's important. You left home, and for some, you never came back home so that we could come home. There will never be enough thank yous for what you sacrificed. Some bled, some died, some lost limbs so we can live life and enjoy life as we know it today. And as the day is set aside this weekend on the 11th, to honor those that put on the colors. And it doesn't matter if it was the Coast Guard, Air Force, Army, Navy, or Marines. But there should be more than just one day set aside to show an appreciation because you men and women that serve in the United States Armed Forces don't get enough credit. 
and certainly in my opinion are not taken care of as you should be. I've had two grandfathers that served. I have a very dear friend of mine that is serving right now. And there's people that have played in this league that has served. There are trainers that train for these teams that have also have served. So shout out to Steve Ashmore because he served. And shout out to Christina Taylor who's in studio. Definitely. She also served. I say that to say this. If you happen to see one just moseying around, just take the time and let them know to say, hey, thank you for your service because they put their lives on hold so we can live ours. And yes, we can debate of how some of them are not taken care of and how some should get stuff for life because they went out there and fought on the front lines. They fought on the front lines of freedom to protect enemies, foreign and domestic. And sometimes, even then, honoring them for just a day is not enough. It truly isn't. But I said all that to say this. To every veteran that has served, to every veteran that has bled, died, fought, come back home, and didn't find your life the same. I know it's not enough, but simply, thank you for your service because you truly do honor us with your bravery, your courage, and your sacrifice. And I appreciate that, though, because I got a lot of family that's still serving. Um, cousins, uh, aunts, uncles. Um, but I want to say for the ones that I know, Steve Ashmore, Mel, thank you guys for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. And I don't think we make enough of the families that sacrifice while their loved ones are overseas. So thank you guys so much for everything you do. And we'd be remiss not to remember you and to thank you for everything you've done. Um, I've lost uh, two uncles to uh, the service and not in a bad way. Um, I've got cousins that are serving right now and I appreciate y'all. I got friends that have served that are disabled, some that are still dealing with PTSD to this day. And I'll call it what it is in my mind, PTS. Forget the D because it is not a situation that they can just um, deal with all the time. So thank you, every one of you, both men and women that are serving, that have served this country proudly. Thank you for everything you do. And we love you all. So with that said, don't forget our website, theothersideoftheball.com, which we're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Twitter or X and Instagram. So check us out, the other side of the ball.com. Don't forget saying words with Corey, Rob, and Matt, wherever podcasts are sold. And of course, me and Chris will be back here on Saturdays talking ish with Dub and Chris, where we will talk about week 10 of the NFL and talk about this in season tournament in the NBA. Are you a fan of it? Why? Or why not? Also, don't forget the All Pro Jaffos with Country K, JP, and DJ Matsticks. And the Missile Dub Show will return, but my co host is on a boat in Cabo San Lucas living his best life at the moment. So, geez, that sucks. Yeah, sucks for him, right? Right. But uh, the Missile Dub Show will be back. And also, uh, check us out next week for, wow, we're already at number 60. 
That's crazy. Sheesh. That's crazy. Time Not fun. even two years and we're already at number 60 next week. But you know what's great? What's that? Now we start to go into uh, offensive lineman numbers. Offensive lineman <laughs> numbers. And then eventually come back to the defensive lineman numbers and, wi- and wide receivers. Yes, sir. But anyhow, um, special thanks to Nick Blaze. Special thanks to uh, the Dr. Dre of A7 Nevada, Derek Duncan, who's on assignment. And Nick Pierre. Awesome. And uh, Mr. P.S. Pierre, who's in the house and... Half asleep. Half asleep as always. <laughs> um, special thanks to Christina for dropping by in the studio and showing support for her force player. Special thanks to Mr. Branch for being our special guest panelist. We appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. And of course. Well, you know, me and Chris, this is just what we do. And but, we love it. And we love it. Uh, to those that watched, be it on YouTube or be it on Facebook, we appreciate you for watching. Because uh, as we always say, we hope you enjoyed watching as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. So for Chris... I'm Charlie. And when we say, <laughs> can, we get that, can we get that up there? We will see. For Charlie. Uncle on Charlie. The other side of the and by ball. the way, Kelly, love you too. Miss you. Happy birthday, Jace. Definitely. Happy birthday, Happy Jace. Birthday, Just keep it manly. There and you listen go. to your mom and dad. If not, you'll find out. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourself and each other. Thank y'all.